0: amen what a great song what manner of man is this they were amazed at what manner of man jesus was a good song and well done an encouraging group of young people that um, are serving the lord and that's a great blessing that ought to and i know it does encourage your hearts to see yet another generation of young people to sing praise to god to stand up in front of the church and and to sing and what a blessing bless my heart. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Look, if you will, at Psalm 102. And let's look at verse number 26 and 7 again. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment. As a vesture shalt thou change them, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same. And thy years have no end. I'm going to preach tonight on this subject, Things That Remain the Same in Changing Times. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd fill me with your spirit, Lord, to accomplish your will in our lives with your word this evening. I pray that you would use the message here in this auditorium and a tremendous crowd on this Sunday evening, And then the Lord, Lord, the many, many people who are watching this message online, I pray that you would use it in their lives as well. I pray, Lord, that you'd help my mind to be focused completely on the truth. Lord, I pray that you would bind the devil from this place that would, Lord, allow folks to listen and receive the truth of the message, I believe, that's needed in this hour. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We get the idea, oftentimes, and and I think it comes from folks that, as they get older in life and they get a little tired and they get a little weary, and they begin to make statements to make a coming generation feel like There's not any hope, and we have come to the end of hope in our world or in our nation. Uh, We get the idea that change has never taken place before uh, quite like it is today. I do not want young people to ever attend our church and go away thinking there's no hope. There's a work to be done for Christ until the trumpet sounds. For just a few minutes I want to just review things that are constantly in the state of change and then I want to leave us with a list of things that remain the same for every generation even though things around us are changing. Life is actually in a constant state of change, everything from our age, our strength, our mental abilities, the seasons of the year to the great nation that we love and we live in. If we're not careful, we will focus on the changes and be discouraged in life rather than focus on the unchanging things that keep us encouraged and going on in life. That's the message in a nutshell. You can't go to sleep now, but I want you to hear that statement. If we're not careful, we will focus on the changes and be discouraged in life rather than focus on the unchanging things or things that remain the same and give us the courage and the reason to go on in life and in the will of God. Illustration. The nation of Israel was in a constant change. Read the Old Testament and read how things were constantly changing in that nation. They were once slaves in the land of Egypt. They faced ups and downs in their life no matter what location they were in. And even though they were a priestly nation in the land of Canaan to the world, there were constant changes taking place in that nation. There were some times of peace that lasted a while, And yet there were times of war. There were constantly changing kings. The nation divided once. There were times of judgment and there were times of revival. In the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon spoke of his search for things of value and things of worth and things worth living for. He searched for the changing treasures of the world and Solomon experienced everything from every flower you could imagine in his gardens to pure gold that he collected to servants that would work to meet his every wish and whim. And yet he concluded in his search for happiness that everything that he had looked to for happiness was vanity in fact it was just empty and of course he concluded in that great chapter of chapter 12 of Ecclesiastes that there's some things that don't change and the things that do not change are the things that give real joy and value in life and that's the God of heaven Individuals can serve as illustration to the fact that everything is always in a state of change. You think of the life of Joseph who went from a favorite son to a hated brother, from the pit to a prisoner, from a servant to a slave, from a forgotten man in the jail cell to the prime minister of a nation. Joseph's life, though we look at it as a whole and we look at the success in the life of Joseph, but it was in a constant state of change. Things did not always stay the same in Joseph's life. We think of Job, who went from being a godly man, a very godly father, a man that served his people as a judge, to a man of great sickness, personal sorrow, he went from blessings to losing all that he had to having 10 times the blessing that he had before. And though Job lived a wonderful and a successful life as we would look at the whole of his life, Job's life was in a constant state of change. I want to make this statement again and I'll I'll repeat it uh, uh, yet another time if we're not careful We will focus on the changes of life and be discouraged rather than focusing on the things that never change that give us reason to live and to serve in the will of God. The local New Testament church founded by the Lord Jesus himself during his earthly ministry uh, faced everything. That church faced everything from prosperity. When we read in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 41, and 3,000 were saved, were baptized, were added to the church uh, to just a few chapters later where we find persecution and they were scattered and went everywhere. There were times the church was loved and there were times the church was hated. There were times the church was secure. There were times the church was scattered. There were times that the church feared a man by the name of Saul of Tarshish who was a very religious man, a very well-educated man and a man of great power. And they went from a time where they feared Saul of Tarshish to where they were thankful for Paul The apostle who went everywhere not persecuting the church but now planting the churches by preaching the gospel and winning people to Christ. The church was in a constant state of change. Think of the church at Antioch who had servants in it like Paul and Barnabas and others and things were going quite well and then the Holy Spirit said, I want you to separate me, Barnabas and and Paul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And all of a sudden this church loses two of its best workers and they have to reorganize and they have to find new workers and new servants as Paul and Barnabas, they began their missionary journey. But not even that stayed the same. That was in the state of change. And there came a time that John Mark made a missionary journey with them, And he did not finish the job. He left and he went back home. And later uh, when Barnabas said, let's take John Mark with us. Paul said, no, I don't want him to go with us. And so John Mark went with Barnabas. And, and uh, Paul took Silas. And missions changed Life is in a constant state of change. If we're not careful, we'll look at those changes and we'll become a bit discouraged or a bit depressed and we'll think, boy, nothing ever, stays the ch- uh, nothing ever stays the same. But life is always changing. The purpose of the message tonight is get you to understand, yes, life is changing, but there are some things that never change and it's important that we focus on the things that never do change. I don't want to take hope and joy and vision away from another generation. I remember as a boy hearing sermons and I felt like, man, this is the last quarter with 30 seconds to go and we're getting beat 40 points. I don't believe that's the way it is. I believe Jesus is coming soon, but I also believe that there is a work to be done for Christ until the trumpet sounds. It's not time for us to hide and wait. It's not time for us to be discouraged and quit. It's not time for us to say, boy, I really worry about my children and and, and I understand what uh, what we mean when we say that, but I think of Hannah who said, Lord, give me a son, and others would say, you don't want a son in times like these. These are difficult times. Oh, but she said, if I could have a son, I would lend him to the Lord that he could do a work for the Lord. You see, Hannah didn't see the changing things. Hannah saw the things that never changed. The book of Hebrews is a great book of change. I imagine that generation of Christians probably had the most difficult time with change of any generation. You see, the book of Generation takes us from the time before the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, a time in that Old Testament economy that they were going to the synagogue and they were going to the priest and they were offering uh, sacrifices and, and burnt offerings and going through all of those Old Testament instructions and, and then uh, Jesus comes and he dies on the cross and uh, when he dies on the cross the veil and the temple uh, that divided the holiest of uh, the holy place uh, from the holy of holies and nobody could go in there except the high priest and all of a sudden uh, that veil is rent from the top to the bottom and now they can see in there No doubt it was a time of fear. And they began to say, you don't have to offer a sacrifice anymore. Jesus was our sacrifice. You see, Jesus didn't do away with the law. He fulfilled it. And yet they had a difficult time. Some of them did feeling like, boy, it seems like I ought to go to church on Saturday.'" You imagine going to church for 50 years, going to a synagogue for 50 years on Saturday and now Jesus raises from the grave on the first day of the week and now they're going to church on Sunday. There are folks still arguing about that. That change. We go to church on Sunday because it's the first day of the week. It's the day that Christ arose from the grave Listen to me those that kept their eyes on change they got discouraged and quit I want to say tonight I'm not going to focus on changing things I want to focus on the changeless one Because that gives a joy in my heart. It gives a sense of security. It gives a sense of peace. I look at my children. I look at my grandchildren. And I realize the same God that I serve is their God. And they can have joy and a purpose in life and living. Just in our church history there have been many changes in these 29 years. Some of you have gotten older. Some of us continue to deny it. We've built buildings. We've started new ministries. We've had challenges to progress. We've moved to different locations, one place we rented, and now here in this property. And you know, there were a thousand people at Claysmill Road today. The, the, uh, Spanish, the Spanish church had 150 today of the Spanish ministry. Over 700 riders on buses plus the workers that were there. More than 1,000 people was over there. We had a great church split. About a half of them over there and about a half of them <laughs> over here. There have been change of leadership in various ministries. Some of our dearest friends Are in heaven today new people are still being added to the church from new births to new converts we're now awaiting the next move of getting this next building built sometimes you look at that in fact there are folks that hold on to the old so much they don't want to change they get discouraged and even get disgruntled I don't want to live my life holding on to things that change I want to live my life focused on the changeless one. Isn't it amazing how life has changed just in the past 50 years in America? All the inventions, the gadgets. My wife was showing me a video the other day of two young college students trying to figure out how to make a telephone call with a rotary dial telephone. They put their finger in the hole and they pushed on it. <laughs> they tried to adjust the dial and they couldn't figure out how, how, how to make it work. They didn't know you put your finger in the, in, in, in the 8 and spun it around and turned it loose and let it go back. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You know how many people in here have no idea what I'm talking about right now? <laughs> or dial zero and call the operator and... The fun of a party line. Amen. I never did gossip, but boy, it was fun to listen to the party line people who did. <laughs> Life is changing. The truth is life's in a constant state of change and changing fast. And if we're not careful, we'll focus on the things that are changing to the place that we get discouraged disgruntled we get depressed or we'll give an idea to our children or another generation there's no need to live no need to plan and look forward and life is going to be terrible i got news for you tonight there's a few things that have never changed and they're still the same. And the God that caused the sun to rise right over there out of the east this morning and caused it to sit right over here in the west this evening, that God is still on the throne tonight. And there's reason for you to live. There's reason for you to enjoy life. There's reason for you to fight for truth. There's reason for you to fight for life. There's reason for you to teach those little children to memorize the word of God and to know God. I want you to know tonight there are some things that never change. Let me give you some of those. First of all, God never changes. Israel lived in several places. They had many kings, many prophets, many priests. But they only had one God. You know what's interesting about that? I served the same God Abraham served. I served the same God that the early churches in Jerusalem and Antioch and throughout Asia Minor, I served the same God. I served the same God that my grandparents served I remember going as a boy to the Red Hill Missionary Baptist Church and going with my grandfather and seeing him pull out that uh, pocket watch and look to see when it was exactly time for the church bell to ring and he would let me take the rope off of the nail and uh, pull on that rope and ring that heavy bell and uh, that bell would chime throughout that area there and folks would know in a few minutes it's time for church. Things have changed about church. Hey, but the God of heaven he's the same yesterday today and forever Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 8 says Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever Malachi 3 6 for I am the Lord I change not therefore you sons of Jacob are not consumed take your Bibles and go to the book of Daniel Uh, Let me me show you a verse here in the book of Daniel. Uh, You probably know it. I just want you to see it. Uh, Daniel chapter 2. I want you to look down there in verse number 21. Let's look at verse number 20. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. And he changeth the times and the seasons. All I do is respond to the seasons. God said it's time to change the season. Think about that. He's in control of making it winter. Lord, could you let it remain summer a little bit longer? Uh, <laughs> he changeth the times and the seasons, He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. Hey mamas, don't raise your children in fear. Raise your children in faith in a God that doesn't change. Don't don't raise your children to fear who may or may not be president or who may or may not be in Congress. We don't raise our children in fear. We raise them in faith in a God that never changes and a God that's always the same and a God that changes the seasons. He's the one that sets up the kings. He's the one that takes down the kings. We need to see the changing things of life the eyes of things that never change. James chapter 1 verse number 17 Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness neither shadow of turning. Revelation 1 8 I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Psalm chapter 90 and verse number 2, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Things that never change, first of all, God never changes. Second of all, the Bible never changes. This is the book that is forever settled in heaven. This is the same book our nation was founded upon. It's a part of our congressional record. This is the same book that is settled in heaven. This is the same book that those early churches read as Paul penned and delivered to those churches of Asia Minor. Hey, can you imagine being a part of that church in Ephesus or Philippi and getting that letter for the first time from the hand of the Apostle Paul or one that penned the words for Paul as he gave them. I'm holding in my hand a copy of that same letter forever settled in heaven and it will not change. I refuse to lead a church by fear of changing circumstances When I can lead a church by faith in things that never change and the word of God never changes. By the way, the Bible tells us plainly what's going to happen. The Bible says that evil is going to wax worse and worse and men are going to be worse and worse and and that there's going to be deception and deceiving and all of that's going to happen. But I just want you to continue. What are you supposed to continue in? Things that never change. Things that never change. I just want you to continue on. We know what's going to happen. We know eventually there's going to be a one world government. There's going to be a one world church. There's going to be one that's going to declare himself as God, who is the Antichrist, and he is going to deceive many. We know what's going to happen as far as our nations and our world is concerned. We know that one day the trumpet of God is going to sound. The dead in Christ will rise first, and we, which are alive and remain, We'll be caught up to meet them in the clouds and we'll ever be with the Lord. We know there's gonna be a seven-year tribulation period. We know there's gonna be a thousand-year millennial reign that we get to rule and reign with Christ on the earth. Don't live life in fear of things that are changing. Live life in faith of change of things that never change. Psalm 119, 89, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. John chapter 1, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning uh, uh, with God. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, the Bible says in verse number 14, I know whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, uh, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it, that men should fear before him. That which hath been is now And that which is to be hath already been And God requireth that which is past I have a God who's sovereign over the past A God who's sovereign over the present A God who's sovereign over the future I'll not live in fear of things that change I'll live in faith in the one who never changes The gospel doesn't change Truth doesn't change. God doesn't change. I'm glad tonight in a changing world, some things never change. You know, I'm glad God's economy hasn't changed. The way we receive things from God hasn't changed. I'm talking about prayer. Uh, We pray. That's how we get what we need from God. We get to fellowship with God. We, we, that's, that's God's economy. You know, there's been a lot of currencies and currency changes in our nation. Confederate money, union money, times of bartering, uh, trading work for food, animals for grain, minerals for goods or services. My grandfather, he bought things at a commissary Basically, they didn't pay him money. They paid him script. He would trade the script for goods and and, uh, food and so forth in the commissary. It was a day that cash was king. Now we have credit cards. Now you don't have to go to the store. You just tell what store you want to put their goods on your front porch. I like that. Our economy has changed a lot. But if you want something from God, his economy is the same. You still find your prayer closet. You still find your quiet place in the woods. You still find a place and you get alone with God and you let God work on your heart. You have your sins confessed and your mind and soul cleansed that your fellowship can be what it ought to be. We take the names of our children. We take the names of our spouse. We take the names of our grandchildren to God and say, Oh God, would you bless my grandchildren today? Oh God, would you bless my wife today? Lord, would you bless the church today? And then begin to give the names of missionaries and deacons and bus captains and Sunday school teachers. And and say, Lord, I believe this is a need you know better than I do, but Lord, I'm bringing my needs to you. You said that's what you want me to do. And isn't an amazing thing how God's economy works? Oh, how wonderful it is. You know how Elijah got what he needed from God? Same way you and I get things that we need from God. Think about it. The saints of old, the church of the New Testament... When they needed something from God, they just went to God in prayer and God heard their prayer. Prayer hasn't changed. I'm glad to report tonight God's love for man has not changed. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In Romans 5, 8, but God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 1 John 4, 10, herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Hey, you may have had some friends that have fallen out with you. You may have some family that have fallen out with you and you may have a company that you once worked for uh, that's changed and there may be a folks that have turned their back on you, but God's never turned his back on you. He loves you the same. Uh, don't get discouraged about things that are changing when there's so many things we can look at and say thank God he still loves me by the way if he loved you as a sinner he loves you as a son even when you fail even when you fall God still loves you one of the greatest lies of the devil is to get on our shoulders and say God doesn't love you anymore that's a devil's lie God loves you he loves you the same as he always has God's love never changes Heaven never changes. Heaven and hell do not change. The words that Jesus spoke to the disciples, they were discouraged because they knew the time was soon coming that Jesus would ascend back to the Father. And their hearts were a bit troubled. You know why? Because things were about to change. Jesus that they had served with, Jesus that they had walked with, Jesus that they had prayed with, Jesus that they had helped. Things all of a sudden were going to change. And Jesus said to them, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come and receive you. That where I am, there you may be also. Things are changing. If you're not careful, you'll watch the news and they'll report on how things are changing. And you'll say, boy, everything's changing. Everything's not changing. God's not changing. The Bible is not changing. His love is not changing. His commission to the church and His will is not changing. Faith in Him is not to change. I'm glad tonight when I look at things around me that are changing and it causes my spirit to, uh, to fall within me. I look at the things that are not changing and I say, I want to press on until Jesus comes.